welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash talk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's a rusical, and we are about to find out who murdered it. It's time to glitter and be gay as we talk all things Drag Race Germany. And join me once again as my favorite MT brat brat, Sean Gillen. How are you? I'm good. How about you? You know what? I, I'm good. I like Drag Race Germany. Yeah. It's, it's a good franchise. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing well. Maybe it's because they have like a budget and they care. Mm-hmm. Um, but something's something's right here, and like probably one of my favorite musicals too. It's getting up there, absolutely, because it was stupid, it was campy, it was dumb, and it was just original. It was original. Yeah. All right, friends, apologies on um, pronunciations. We will try. We will very much try. Though Sean knows a little more German than I do. Question. And as always. I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality TV production. We are shown with the editing. When television show wants to see, we react to what is presented. Yes, we real people. Go on to go on television to share the crap. They once again have put themselves in a position to be discussed. We said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality TV and show. Okay. That sounded, like the, that sounded like the end of a like ad for a medication. Absolutely. I, I should probably like go in for voiceover work if I can talk that fast. It's taken me like a year, but I've I've gotten it down. Yeah. Um, three episodes in. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there are a couple things that I think are 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 campy and silly, and I think aiding to it, namely Diane Brill and um Herbert. Um, that is really becoming the gag of the uh franchise. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why we're calling Johnny um, a co-host if he doesn't actually co-host. Um, maybe it's for monetary purposes. Um, these queens are good. Yeah. And the fact that they're really singing on this and rapping. Right? Love. Now, it's not live like they did on Canada 2, which was a whole complete disaster, and that's why no one will ever do that again. Um, but no, they did. They, these performers are actually good performers. Who knew? Oh, yeah. All right, let's go through it. Barbie has left the building. Well, that's barbecue. Breakout is still there. Would have been awkward if the host left. But as I said in the preview podcast, there's only room for one Barbie. Yeah. Victoria says it feels great to still be there. She feels bad that barbecue is gone, but she fought for her life and she'll keep going. Now in the mirror message, we get a personal note for Pandora that 
says from barbecue if she sleeps with somebody else she'll kill her okay did they do it are they a showmance what's going on there yeah i don't know i didn't see anything or like hear anything i know there was a moment last episode where like in the workroom entrance like pandora like bent over barbecue and like did a little fake fucking motion I don't know. I think it's probably gimmicky. Though I do think Barbecue is technically bisexual. I believe that's what she identifies as. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for her. The only Naomi will comment on Barbecue's lip sync prowess, saying she would have lip synced like her, minus the rolling on the floor. Um, let's see if that statement ages well. Yeah. yeah. That... They really kind of destroyed her this episode in the edit. Mm-hmm. Um... She will know that barbecue was bulldozed by Victoria's gag, which was pretty epic. What did you think of the whole blood heart moment? I'm not a big, like, gags in a lip sync. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really thought barbecue was going for it. And without that, I don't think she would have lost. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. Three lip syncs in. We'll talk about this last one later. We have not had like bottom feeders like we did in Mexico. We, these are good lip syncs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, everyone. Um, the end. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I'm. I look forward to the lip syncs now. Mm-hmm. Victoria will start to get emotional having lip syncs again, and how intense it is. Is she the lip sync assassin? Has she shown off everything she's got? We shall see. Mm-hmm. It's time to do it all over again, and Meta and Yvonne will walk into the room bum first. As you should, because the doors that Bob the Drag Queen opened. Yeah. Um, literally walking into the room first, first. First. I remember when that song came out, I was like, oh my God, a drag queen after Drag Race putting out a massive good song. And then everyone started doing it and it's no longer special. Mm-hmm. Not really. Do you have a favorite drag vocalist post Drag Race? Don't say Jansport. What? <laughs> I said, don't say Jansport. I don't know. I got really into um, was it Valentina's song that I put into the Musical.ly? Mm-hmm. You you sure did put Valentina in. Yeah, she like vocally incredible. Yeah. Auto tune works wonders. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> if I had uh, someone working on Auto tune for me, I could be a vocalist. Like I wouldn't. I would be a recording star. I wouldn't be a um, touring star, but I'd be a recording star. I'd be great at that. Maybe I should be like the gorillas where you don't see my face. You just see a cartoon. What about you? Who's your favorite uh, recording drag recording artist? For me, it's a little different. Like I I do love Alaska. I love all of the music she puts out, but by a singular song. um, And I have told her this, that the greatest post drag race song to ever come out is my pussy is like a beach. Theresa May. And I got to see her perform it live. Um, it was so much fun when I got to see it last year. Um, last year already? No, almost, almost. It was it was January. It's still part of this year. Oh my god. Anyway, the only Naomi will lead us in a "It's a New Day in the Workroom" line, which is the official kiss of death. Poor girl, sucks to be pretty though. Another day, another badge. This time for Lorelai, and let's analyze this musical theater queen's attire: a black turtleneck, groundbreaking groundbreaking 
did you know a lot of musical theater queens who wore black turtlenecks to class? Oh yeah. Yeah. And and the opera divas too. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Now, she is also wearing these very intense shades, which Naomi calls her out for. And Lorelai will reveal that she has an eye for fashion. That is a swollen eye, Mama. Uh, what she do? Because Nikita thinks she put her fingers somewhere and then put her fingers in her eye, um, which is just another shit shtick from Nikita. Mm-hmm. How do you get a swollen eye? Could it be for makeup? I feel like it would have to be contaminated, right? It's possible. Could you imagine Anastasia Beverly Hills contaminated makeup? Hey, listen, there have been two franchises in that workroom before them, so who knows? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine if they had to actually like reuse the makeup from Drag Race Mexico and Brazil? No. Right? So gross, so gross. Um, the first girl is gone. Rip Barbie. Tessa will tell us that she can feel the hunger of the girls wanting to leave their mark in the competition, and that feeds her hunger for success. Now, Kelly Hilton, she's got a question for the class, and it's an important one. Who is the trade of the season? What say you, Brat? Um, I'm undecided. I don't know. You're still undecided? Come on, you got to have one little tiny Drag Race Germany crush. Honestly, I'd go straight for Pandora. All right. Well, that's the consensus of the class, too. Victoria will say it's Daddy Pandy. Um, and the foreshadowing that we didn't even know we would get with that comment. Yeah. They will say that Pandora has big dick energy, or BDE. Um, she knows she is the daddy there, and it's because... Um, well, I'm not there, so I'm not the daddy, and she can have my title for now. Mm-hmm. The alarm sounds, and we have a message from Barbie. It's got clues for murder, and the show must go on. But really, the story in this moment is the terrible audio. The echo was very bad, very, very tinny. Yeah. Barbie Breakout is here, and once again, fashion is in question because, well, they will joke that she has been in a dark room, and whatever spooge is all over her jumpsuit this week, well, what happens in Berlin stays on your clothes or inside you. Yep. Yeah. Um, would you wear what she was wearing? Probably not. No, you're not a jumpsuit girly. Had some shirt or something that was like white splotchy. I was like, oh, that was yeah. <laughs> bad move, bad move. Well, there's so much to do this week that there's no time for a mini challenge. We will jump into the maxi challenges. This week is all about singing, dancing, and performing. Uh, hey, I heard you're good at that. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Very humble. This week's Maxi Challenge is a team challenge as it is time for CSI Drag, the Crime Rusical. What is your favorite murder mystery musical of all time and why is it Curtains? It's not. <gasps> How dare you? Oh my God. Now, did you did you get a chance to see Curtains? I have not. Oh my God, I loved it. It was so fun. The cast was brilliant. Um, David I. Pierce, Deborah Monk. Oh my God, I love Curtains. Fine, what is your favorite murder mystery musical? Edwin Drude. Oh, you're so basic. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you get to see the revival of that one? I did not. No, it was a local production. Oh, uh, okay. Um, 
Barbie hopes there won't be any bloodshed when they give out the roles as it's up to them to decide, which usually does not turn out well, but this this time was easy peasy. Fairly uh, worked out by the queen. Yeah. Now Barbie will hand out the clipboards, which look like the recycled ones from Drag Race Brazil. And if the script fits on that thing, we are all doomed. Because um, if you remember from Drag Race Brazil friends, they got a sheet of paper with the chorus on it. They did not have anything else and that's why their music video challenge fucked up everybody but she'll support them in the studio but for now they must practice 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 the girls get their handy dandy mp3 players to listen to the show and yvonne will say this is cringe and that's her role that's a great sign ain't it um kelly wants to be the mc but we got to finish listening first lorelei says that the plot is awesome it is so german a swabian goes to berlin oh now I, 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 a Swabian. Did you know what that term meant prior to watching? Okay. So essentially, I, what I deduced in a two minute Google search, because I can't take more than two minutes to, out of my time to look, um, it's either a dialect that is mostly used in the southern, uh, southwestern part of Germany. Um, it is basically also a group of people um, that are very much looked down upon. Oh. So it's 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 not um a, a a beloved part by the Berliners, which is I guess the whole joke of this musical. Now that everyone has listened, the only Naomi will lead the charge and say that she wants to play the model. Yeah, do you know what a risk? Do you think on Drag Race when you have to play a role, picking a role that's close to you is smart? I mean, play to your strengths, but. Also, don't just give the same thing every week. Agreed. Lorelai will play the pathologist. Victoria will play the Sandman. And yeah, just y'all wait for that role. Meta wants to play the detective. She says no one wants her. She's depressed. Same. And also, same here. Um, and the bitch, we're going to analyze what she's wearing in the workroom right now. She's wearing no pants, just a long t-shirt. What in the actual fuck? I don't think I picked up on that. Yeah, um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a choice. She likes the role because the detective has fast lines, which is good for her because she can't sing. Now, usually when a song has fast lines, that's usually called a patter song. Are you familiar with the patter songs of the musical theater genre? Yeah, not, my favorite not your favorites. Not my favorite to do. It's mm -hmm. when someone does it well. Um, I will say my favorite patter song, though it is very much inspired by Gilbert and Sullivan, is um the one from Thoroughly, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm -hmm. My eyes are fully open. Yeah. When I was um a young child, um listening to that soundtrack, that would be the one I would always sing in the shower. So, and I got very good at it because the more you hear it, the better you get at a patter song. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite patter song? No, but I just watched um, Only Murders in the Building. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. The the whole season three plot around him not being able to handle the Patter song. Yeah, I, I am a little behind on that one, but I, I am go I'm very excited to watch it because we love musical theater. I'm kinda I currently just like finally decided I'm, for the third time I'm finally going to start and watch sex education because I just could not get into it after the first episode. I was not feeling it. 
Um, but I have to get ready for Doctor Who, so I need to uh, watch the work of uh, uh, one Shuchigatwa, mm -hmm. our new 15th Doctor. Do you, are you a fan of sex education? I haven't gotten into it. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Well, there are going to be one contested role, and that role will be the role of the victim. Shocker. It's Tessa versus Lily. Tessa identifies with the victim because it reminds her of the last challenge. And Kelly will say that she seems like a victim. Okay, that's not... You usually don't want to be called a victim. Yeah, I know. Not a good thing. That's Tessa, will, Tessa will say that she can't speak Slavian, but she can try Swiss German. Okay. How many types of German are there? Like, why is this franchise the one that's actually going to melt my language brain? I mean, historically, I think it's because, like, all of these areas that are now Germany were mm -hmm. a country, like, 150, 200 years ago, and right. it started, like, morphing into one sort of language and one sort of country, but also there's still those dialects and, like, remains. Because we have, like, the hard German, we have the Swabian, we have Swiss German, we have Austrian German um maybe it would have just been easier if they said we're gonna use uh english for this franchise I mean, they all speak fluent good english yeah they do break into english like every once in a while and it's not just to say drag race terms which is usually what happens on some of the other franchises <laughs> yvonne will joke and say that uh, a lot of Slavians move to berlin and can't get into bergen as that is the joke of this show um and i was like okay someone give me a cultural lesson the best that i found was schwabenhaus which is the german hatred against swabians and again i'm just so confused and intrigued and realized there's just a lot more history to germany that i don't know about yeah back to the fight lily says that adrenaline is coming because she has to fight for the right to victim Lily thinks she would be right for the part as she has an old soul, but Tessa is like, I see you slaying it, but I have the vocals. So Vaughn and Victoria are like, show it. Uh, it's time for an audition, baby. The riff off is here. Now Tessa will so show some opera and she has a very beautiful voice until she cracks and then immediately turns to the camera and is like, you're going to cut that away, girl. This is reality TV. That is making the edit and it's going to be hilarious. In moment <laughs> it was really funny the way they all played it off um i could only imagine that the camera crew was laughing too oh yeah had to be edited out absolutely so then because she likes the limelight kelly will give her opera and uh she's got a booming voice i was very impressed yeah i love her in this episode now when it comes to opera in german um are you familiar with any work of any uh german operas um i mean apart from the basics like magic flute and uh -huh. yeah i i went to classical music school and learned that classical music is not my favorite <laughs> no not at all um i appreciate it uh-huh it's not what i'm personally motivated to do musically <laughs> that's fair i hear you now, we're not going to hear Lily try out because Kelly will advocate for Lily, saying she has the body comedy language, which is important for the victim. Um, 
the clause will come out as Tessa says she has the body comedy and reminds her that she was on the top and Kelly was on the bottom. Um, she's like, don't talk to me like that. Tessa will then tell her to check her tone. Kelly will tell her to look at the back of her dress. And then in a weird cut, Tessa will back off to play the influencer without hearing anything from Lily. Um, was Kelly her advocate? Did Lily say something? We think something was cut out of the edit. Yeah, that there's a missing puzzle piece here. Something's- yeah, I don't know what had happened. Um, because vocally, we will learn that I don't know if Lily was right for the part. Yeah. Now that the roles are set, Lily will now discover that her part is the leading role. It's the main part, baby. So now her battle cry is um, maybe lost in translation, but she says, I've got shit in my pants and it'll hit you in the face if I don't win. More shit talk on Drag Race Germany. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's got to be like a phrase. Like... Yeah. Listen, they like things dirty and naughty in, in Berlin. Maybe scat is really what they're longing for. Between fisting and scat, I was like, I'm, I'm, you're checking me out here. Now, is there a role that you would have wanted to play? Should you be in this situation? I mean, the MC is such a fun part. It was so good. I feel like I would go for that. Yeah. Well, it's time to go record the show. We will move to a new and scary part of the set where it's very dark and very black. It's called the recording studio. I really really want a blueprint of this uh soundstage because i can't figure it out now between all three franchises that have shot in this studio i don't know where this is because the other two franchises mostly put um everything either on the main stage or in the workroom i don't know where this little backstage part is Mm -hmm. yeah do you think they didn't film this portion on the main stage as we usually see because they're building that very expansive set we're about to see Probably, yeah, moving it on like that. I think so, too. Now, Barbie is joined by the great and beautiful Nuvia, who will be their vocal coach. Who is she? (laughs) She doesn't even have a last name. I can't even Google search her. Nuvia. It's a fun name, though. It sounds like a drag name. Mm -hmm. Well. She is there to make sure that only beautiful sound come out of their mouths. Um, I heard that about you, too, that you only like beautiful sounds coming out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's your vocal part? Fair tenor. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, that checks out. Uh, not doing anything above like an A or B flat. Mm-hmm. But... So I... you're not going to be one of those screlting tenors that musical theater loves right now? No. Not me. So based on being a Barry Tenor, what what are your dream roles? I mean, one for a while that I'm probably close to aging out of would be Jack from Um You still have that youthful glow, you can still be Jack. Mm No, no, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. All right. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll do it. I've always wanted to do a um, really wild revival of Into the Woods set in Central Park. Ooh. Like a modern version set in Central Park. That's cool. Right? It would be really fun. It really be fun. Uh, probably be too dark for people, but I think it would be fun. Men and More Kid will be called out for 
her look by Barbie. And yeah, really, really choices. She is an old whore. And while she is the model of the season, she's sorry for today, she says. Also, please note that the most dramatic spotlight is on that microphone. Very theatrical, very campy. Um, I mean, if you're going to do a musical, you got to get everybody in the right mindset. Yeah. Did you ever go to theater camp? Uh, I went to music camp like the summer before senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It was pretty similar, but I was in I was in acapella and not in the musical theater side of it. Gotcha. Um, I have not watched that movie theater camp yet, mostly because I'm not a Ben Platt fan. Um, though I love Noah Galvin, so I, I, have to, I have to suck it up and watch it eventually. One of my former students was in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah, he's like one of the like main circle of kids. Oh, cool. Well, you'll have to tell me who it is when I go watch it. Now, Metamore Kids' first take is very talky, or as Kelly calls it, white people rap. Uh, come on, Eminem. Are you good at rapping? God, no. I, I feel like you would be bad at it. It would. I feel like if you tried it, it would be very uncomfortable for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Nuvia will tell her it was very good, but she needs a bit more openness as she will direct her hands toward her throat. Uh, girl, that's a homo. She knows how to open her mouth hole. She, she's very good at that already. Oh, yeah. Next, we have Lily, who is the victim, playing the victim, that is. She does, um, so does she speak Swabian? Well, she tells Barbie she put some Hessen into it. And now I'm forced to look that up. Did you know what Hessen is? I I knew it was one of the, like, regional areas of Germany, and I guess a dialect, yeah? I guess so, because when I Google searched it, the first thing that came up was the German mercenaries who fought for the British troops during the American Revolution. I was like, that's not it. And the next thing that said was a coarse fabric made of hemp or jute. And I was like, okay, either, neither of those is what Lily is referring to. So um, I'm going to go with what you, you you think it is, so. Think that was like one of the like Germanic states that was gotcha, which makes sense. Um, Google, do better. You're, I'm like, I need help now. How confident is Lily singing? She has no experience, and Barbie's gonna laugh. Um, but the bitch is serious. And here's my take on Lily's first take that is the kid in freshman year college musical theater class who was the star of all their high school musicals, but is in the bottom of the barrel in conservatory and will drop out after being cast in the ensemble. Mm-hmm. You that, know who I'm talking about, right? Like that person exists. A hundred percent. She has conviction. And as Tessa says, she's embodying her character, but it's not as strong as the vocal needs to be for a lead in a rusical. Next, we have Yon as DJ. She allegedly only has one line at the moment, and she will give it her take, and she will get the room to laugh. So, uh, see, all it takes is personality. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's time for Daddy Pandy, and she will put on her glasses. She puts up the hood. The guns are out. And, yeah, I think she easily could have worked as a Russian spy who would kick your ass. Yeah, 100%. She's very intimidating. Yeah. In and out of drag. Yes. But I feel like she's a good time girl. How can somebody be so hot and so scary in both genders? I don't know. Isn't it wild? Good for her. Now, Naomi will get up there and tell Barbie that she was typecast as the model. Girl, you can't typecast when you pick the role yourself. Yeah, come on. She tells Barbie that she is semi-confident when it comes to singing. She can hold a note. 
I get that. I can carry a tune, but I'm not going to be starring on Broadway anytime soon. Mm-hmm. She will give us a very affected, breathy attempt at singing, and all Nuvia can tell her is sing louder. That's the note you're going to give her? Not try something completely different? As, a, as someone who's taught people how to sing, that's not a good note, is it? No. Um, she was a bit like closed off and held back mm-hmm. hearing that like barbecue barbie not barbecue <laughs> not barbecue other one um uh barbie just didn't know how to get that out of her yeah it, it, it was like she's like volume not screaming i was like that's not the note that's not what you want for her no yvonne will tell us that up till this point nobody bombed also, she has a very red nose, and methinks she filmed this confessional after discussing her performance, but we will get to that. Kelly is up and singing about brown soup, and I'm utterly confused, but she had a very solid vocal. Mm-hmm. What do you think brown soup is referring to? Oh, no. <laughs> right? I didn't think about that. Yeah. Kind of gross. Um, Lorelai will give us falsetto, and honestly, that checks out. Like we all know that this little German boy can give you that, and also her eye was so swollen, like it's not cute. And Lorelai, please put brows on your eyes so your eyes don't look like they're running away from one another because they are so far apart. Her eye, she's such such a fascinating human. I can't I can't figure her out. Mm-hmm. Do we like Lorelai? I I don't know. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she'll be around for a bit. Yeah. Do you like her because she is the epitome of musical theater? Or do you like her as a personality? I like her as a personality. Yeah. I like most of her looks. Yeah. Her looks are good. She's pretty pretty solid. Nikita will go. And she is that old gay who sits at the end of the bar waiting for her turn at kata, uh, karaoke. She's good, but she thinks she's the shit. And when people don't clap for her, she'll get pissed off. I've seen that many times at yeah. uh, Duplex. Oh, no. Um, Listen, the Duplex. We love the Duplex. Shout out to all the amazing people who work at the Duplex. But some of your regulars, they got to check themselves. Oh, yeah. 100%. Same at the Monster. Um, and we're, not, we're not even going to talk about Marie's Crisis. Because if you piss off the people at Marie's Crisis, you are, like, banned. Wow. I did not know that. Not, I mean, it's that's a, I'm going a little stretchy there, but I, I've been there a couple times where literally people will get pissed off if it who are regulars who do not get their turn, and like the the piano players have to be like, okay, wait, th- it's their time. They this is their song. You can't sing their song. And I was like, oh wow, we need to get lives. We really need to get lives. Sure. Now let's learn about Victoria's character who is the Sandman, and spreads golden sand in the evening hours. Surely that's a metaphor for something naughty. Oh, and she's really innocent. Bullshit. She's not really innocent in real life. You know that child is, like, very, very naughty. Victoria will give us a very cutesy, overly affected performance that not everyone is buying, namely Kelly. She thinks she needs to work on it, or she might have another hard week. We will have Tessa next, who now will say that she wanted Nikita's part, but she slayed, so she will stick 
to the influencer. Since Mother Barbie knows all, she will ask Tessa if she got the part she wanted, and the bitch will lie through her teeth and says she really wanted the influencer, and everyone's like, no, no, you're lying, stop it. She will give us like a very higher octave Paris Hilton-esque vocal that, as Javon says, Tessa hits every note known to man and at the same time doesn't, which sums up that performance pretty well. 100%, yeah. Like, we explored all of them. Yeah. Definite one. I mean, I feel like that, like, if you were actually a, a trained vocalist, you're able to do that kind of thing where you can be bad on purpose as opposed to bad singers who are just bad yeah. trying to be good. Yep. Uh, like William Hung, remember him? No. American Idol, she bangs, she bangs. Oh my gosh, yes, there we go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, good times, good times. Now, everyone is laughing for all the wrong reasons. Barbie doesn't know what she was watching, but she was very entertained, which is usually not a good sign going into a musical. Nope. And before the girls go, not only will they debut their musical, but on the runway they will serve category is glitter party glitter is gay herpes it never ever goes away drag queens love it until you drop it on the floor of your bedroom and it stays there mocking you for the rest of your life yeah um one of my best friends uh was doing drag got ready at my apartment dropped my little tub of um glitter i think two years it was still there i couldn't even get it out oh my gosh that's um I'm not good at applying glitter. The amount of times for pride, I like try to do like a little glitter thing and then get it all over my face. And then it looks so bad. Um, Do you, have you ever worn glitter? I'm sure you have. Once. I mean, every pride like in college, but like once in like post-college and then never again. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, what is your go-to pride attire? I don't know. Whatever looks cute. (laughs) There. Okay. That's fair. Will you wear the rainbow? Um, you're not that gay. Not not that level. I like <laughs> proud of that a little bit. I feel like that's I fair. Feel- so you're just wearing the booty shorts and a crop top. Biden is like better than rainbow explosion vomit. That's fair. That's fair. All right, it is decision day, y'all. Or as we say in the biz, it's the day of the show. Um, what a good movie. Waiting for Guffman. Great movie. What? Waiting for Guffman. <gasps> That's where it's the day of the show y'all comes from. Oh. Sorry. Parker Posey. Oh my god. I child, I have to teach you about good movies. Yeah. Wow. Best in show. This is Spinal Tap. Mighty Wind. Any of them? These are words. Oh my god. Okay, we have we have a lot of homework to do. All right. Anyway, Naomi will once again lead us with the kiss of death confessional saying she is totally focused as it's getting serious. She's a bit scared of the runway, so she has to give it all in the rusical, even though it's not her forte. Victoria thinks this can be her redemption as she can perform, act, and sing. Now, as the girls get into face, Pandora will ask who has a musical theater background. Um, now, again, before we find out about them, let, let's learn a little bit more about your musical theater background. How did you get involved in the world of theater? Um, pretty much my high school choir teacher freshman year, like, he just like cornered me a bunch of times and just said, like, you're going to do the men's choir, you're going to do the musical, you're going to do a marching band next year. I was like, all right, I'll figure it all out. And 
that's where I made all of my friends in high school. And I just like mm-hmm. hooked into that crew and like went through all four years. So essentially we are learning that you were easily bullied. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, did you have a favorite musical that you did in high school? I mean, we did Les Mis. That was like a peak experience of musical. Theater. Like the full three hour Not, epic production? Like the high school version. Oh, the high school version. Who did you play? A little bit less. And there's like two or three other cut songs. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we did Cabaret. Cabaret. Very cool. Les Mis. Beauty and the Beast was fun. Ish. And then my least favorite musical of all time. Which is The Music Man. Oh, okay. Okay. Why don't you like the music man? It's just horrible messaging, like mm-hmm. yes. With everything they want and still get the girl. Um horrible music. Everything in it is just written like a practice like scale like it just there's nothing musically interesting about it and it's just dopey it's just like not a did you did you play winthrop i was the barbershop quartet of course you were um listen there are some classic songs from that musical i did not get to see the revival um i did see the late 90s revival with um rebecca luker that one i got to see um it's dated it's very dated um what were your favorites well in high so i i was the stage manager i the only time i had to be on stage is when they lost men who had to dance and and my teacher was like go go your turn it was not not fun so the first one i did um was bye bye birdie i had to uh, do the shriners ballet which was Mm -hmm. um good times good times then we did uh, Brigadoon, and I was forced to do that one too, a cut one dance. And I was like, you're never, ever going to see me uh, in a kilt ever again. Um, and then my senior year, we did Footloose, and I said, I'm not performing, but I will appear. And I made a cameo as the drunk at the end of the bar, which checks out now. There you go. There it is. Um, but what's crazy is I also did like theater in the summer with like a youth theater company the year i did brigadoon in high school they also did brigadoon i did brigadoon twice in one year are they closely related like same circles of students or anything no no not really but it was the same the town next to me so i was like too much brigadoon but that company we also did anything goes which is one of my absolute favorite musicals i wanted to do that show so bad i love it i love it i'm here for it okay Well, let's learn about these kids. How are they doing when it comes to musical theater? Kelly shares that she studied acting in Brazil, but they told her that she would never make it. She took part in a musical, and one of the cast members said, quote, it's great that you do this. You know that dark-skinned people have fewer opportunities. Oof. Not great. Pandora says the people who were told that achieved the biggest success, and, well, Kelly is there on Drag Race Germany. Kelly for president, and we are told that she is the Frankfurt legend. She is thankful for the praise, as she says it means a lot, as it's very often, it's not easy at all. She will get emotional, and we will have a full family trauma hug. She tells us that she is a fighter, as she has been through so much. Fighters feel the pain. And she says it's so hard when they shut the door on you and tell you you to your face that you're worthless. 
So it means a lot to be there on Drag Race. She is representing all those people who have had the door shut on their face without getting the chance to show what they can do. She is proud to be part of Drag Race Germany's first musical, as just being part of it makes her feel like a winner. Me thinks she's not going to win the show. Ouch. I, yeah. I want more for her. I, I would like more for her. We'll see. We'll find out. But Naomi tells her that she is such a great model, not just for POCs, but for little white girls like her. Um, I know Naomi really wants to like be a comedy queen, but her jokes just don't read as jokes. They just feel sad and desperate. Mm-hmm. Kelly wishes that all people who are out there who feel this pain and know what it's like to get the doors shut in their face feel like they're not alone. Never give up. Which is a great sentiment. I, I think that's wise words. I rarely ever follow those uh, wise words because usually when my um, obstacle occurs, I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing something else. And that's why I can't grow in my career because I keep moving and pivoting. But theater's hard, man. Oh, yeah. Theater industry sucks. It's rough. And like my friends that are in it, like so much respect for them because I could never... And like, it's not just on the performance side. Like I, I was a stage manager and when I was starting out, like I was very good at what I did and there were people who were very threatened. And at that time, because it was very much a male dominated uh, industry, I wasn't getting hired because all the women wanted to hire only women. When I went into theater criticism, I was the youngest member of drama desk, which was fucking amazing. But I was told I can't be a voting member because my website was too hard to read on the eyes. Yes, old people said, you can't do this because you know how to do it on your own and we need a publication to write our shit. So I've had doors slammed in my face and it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. Well, with a musical to do, it's time for the main stage. Barbie Breakout is giving us leopard print in pink lame with a neon green lining. Very strong choice, but a choice nonetheless. Strong, quite strong. I feel like she's really leaning into Barbie. She likes Barbie. Mm-hmm. Do you think she had a Barbie um, like party before going to see the movie Barbie? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Our panel this week includes Barbie's lover and co-host Gianni Jovanovich, Diane Brill and her co-host Herbert the Earpiece, and a flaming homosexual known as Constantinos the Stylist. Do you think I could pull off his fuchsia look? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try it maybe one day. Uh, That man was too much. Like, I also love that this man's identity is literally his Instagram handle. Like, no spaces in his name. It's all one word. Okay. Um, Kind of like Miss Jade So on Drag Race Philippines. Like, there is a one in her name officially as a drag artist, because that's what is in her Instagram handle. (laughs) That's funny. Like, Petita... On Drag Race España, people, they thought her name was Petita Queen, but that was just her handle. Yeah. Um, On Mexico, they called her Matraca Traca, but it's only Matraca, but it was her Instagram handle. So maybe production needs to do a better job at, like, learning their contestants' names. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Constantinos the stylist? Do you, would you trust his styling? I would. <laughs> He was fun. Yeah. All right. We're going to begin with the Ruskull and then head over to the Lux. CSI Drag, the crime, Ruskull. 
After a television-style intro, we will get into the music how. And here's what I'm going to say. Long-time listeners of this show will know my biggest rule for the Rusical on Drag Race. Never pick the trio. Like, literally, statistically speaking, the majority of people who are low or eliminated while playing a trio part have gone home. And this week, all three queens will be in the bottom. So there, your free lesson from Block Talk Drag You. Mm-hmm. Why? We could make this a book. Literally. I, why do queens always pick the trio parts? They think they're going to be the one to stand out in that trio. And it's happened, happened once in recent memory, and that's been Petita, but I still think that was because they were trying to line her up for a victory. So I, I don't even think she won that challenge. Um, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, almost every single rusical, if you're in a trio, y- you bomb. Yeah. Our first scene begins with the only Naomi, Tessa Testicle, and Yvonne Nightstand standing outside a club where they meet Lily's Taurus character, who looks strikingly like Blue Hydrangea in her Austin Powers drag. Also, why was the choreo the hand drive? I really don't know. You notice that, yes? It was like, wasn't it like past that time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So essentially three queens did non-singing to lead off the show and there was no chemistry between that trio at all. Nope. It was but their song is about how to get into the club. Does screwing the bouncer get you into a club? Do you have any experience with that? Or do you just skip the line because you're hot? I've never experienced that. No, never, ever. You I walk didn't... up and they let you in? Sure. <laughs> the first ballad from Lily's character was very campy. and I, Vocally, it was not the ticket. But she was certainly saved by her performance and her conviction. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the song was about dying for TV was very camp. Have you ever gotten to die on stage? I hear it's fun. Oh, yeah. I fell down the barricade in Les Mis. Of course. Um, did you hurt yourself? Uh, one time I had, like, a pointy, like, part of a box go into the back of my... Ouch. That's not fun. No, it's not. And now we head into the club and I'm sorry, but Kelly Hilton was phenomenal. Like that is Lottie Lenya, Marlene Dietrich in modern form. I was so impressed with the look and her performance. Absolutely. I thought she should have won the week. Absolutely. And, and again, um, before you say anything, I know I'm not that old. I wasn't around the OG golden twenties. Um, and I'm not sure if these will be considered the golden twenties, but um, maybe they're called the meh. 20s i don't know but i think this was a really really fun throwback to german club culture um while giving it a fun modern twist yeah and like the dj like transition mm-hmm. like that listen the the transition into the dj character saying welcome and bienvenue welcome love that little ode to cabaret brilliant so good. And again, Kelly really was a star, even though she didn't do much in, in the DJ character, aside from that little bit, she was solid. Mm-hmm. You can tell she has theatrical training. Oh, yeah. The small role for her. Yeah. Now, we have people in the club, but Lily being rolled in on a handcart with a chalk outline, 
was brilliant. That was so funny and campy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whoever came up with that gimmick, brilliant. Love that. Love the production team. (laughs) We have the introduction of Metamorchid as the detective, and that was uh, high camp lesbian energy. Oh, yeah. What I will say is that her look gave her the victory, but we'll get to it. She was fine. She's just goofy, so when she had like the bob on doing comedy it was a very solid performance she knew how to make the character work it just was not as strong as someone else mm-hmm. now nikita as the kgb um agent with the james bond inspired underscoring was very funny and yes the bitch has a very good voice until she got to that upper register yeah i know that feeling yeah is that you yeah. Listen, all I'm going to say is what in in our fun music league, friends, if you're not in our music league, you're totally missing out. Um, for one of the songs, if I didn't use it earlier, one of the songs I would have submitted for uh, go to karaoke would have been Grace Kelly. Um, and let's just say I don't sing like Mika. So when I get to certain parts of that song, I bring it down. Yeah. Don't let <laughs> me now. What, just because it had appeared already, I didn't go mm-hmm. with it. That is one of my other karaoke and another one for me is uh, somebody to love, but that one that you can play around with. That that one's a little easier to um, explore. Now, Nikita's character was our red herring, which in any murder mystery you need. The only dramaturgy I needed, though, is that all these characters had to be outside first to be red herrings. But that, that's okay. I'm sure a proper award-winning musical theater writer like myself didn't write this. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for Daddy Pandy to deliver our first of two Drag King looks of the night. And this zoot suit was a riot. Fucking badass. Looks so good. So good. Now, I have not big gulped the Pandora Kool-Aid just yet, so I'm going to say that her performance was fine. The look stood out more than the character overall. I agree with that, yeah. And again, once again, the baby boss is here as a red herring. But we will now know that the boss baby is here with the Sandman. And I don't know what y'all thought the character was going to look like when Fontana's twin Victoria was asked to play him. But I think I was in a fever dream. First, I didn't even know it was her. Second, that costume and makeup was what nightmares are made of. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this is so like the German Sandman. This is exactly the look. Really? Yeah, like it's like a doll-like little, um, not troll, um, fantasy. Oh, no, scary. The the dwarfs. Elf dwarf, okay. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay, now making sense more with uh, Snow White. Okay, we're getting there. The circle is complete. We got there. Thank you. Now, what illegal substance is what dreams are making? Like, what is the sand? Feel like it would probably be molly maybe maybe golden, um i mean golden tip. i don't know about party drugs and clubs i've never partaken i'm not saying anyone else in podcast has but i've never done it i wouldn't know i will say victoria did a great job with such a totally drastic role mm-hmm 
And then Nikita, as the KGB, wanting to dream about rebuilding the wall was a history lesson we didn't know we wanted. And it was very funny because we can't ever let that happen again. Um, though I will say it would be very campy to have a runway category. Category is Berlin Wall Realness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'd be stupid. Next, we have the arrival of the pathologist. And again, performer choice to use that high falsetto to start. Now, as an MT herself, I wish Lorelai would have just built into it. And I'm literally nitpicking here because we know that she has extensive theater background and could have built up to the falsetto. Otherwise, I think she was just another bit player. The costume with like the dominatrix under the doctor jacket was very campy. Mm-hmm. But then we jump into that unintelligible deep voice because I don't know why. Like, I guess if you're singing about how necrophilia is your fantasy, you go low. Yeah, I feel like that's like a dark, like, little shop dentist. Like, that's the role vibe here. Like, it starts and it just flips into, like, very creepy, very, like, comic relief. Yeah, it's really crazy uh, for those who are big fans of Little Shop of Horrors um, how dark that song is. Oh, yeah. It's very, very dark. Well, speaking of dark, necrophilia is how we will solve this mystery because we will find out that Lily's character isn't dead and we find out that she tried to kill herself. Mystery solved. Maybe promoting suicide's not a good thing on Drag Race. Just saying. Yeah, no. That's weird little twist at the end yeah now i don't know if you caught this but i had to rewatch it about five times to try to stop laughing but you have lily delivering this touching ballad again mm-hmm. and they're trying to fly out this wall set piece and the thing does not go straight up it's going out at an angle and nearly topples one of the columns it was giving me high school musical fail and the nostalgia that was running back in my mind. I think that's why I enjoy this so much because it was and didn't try to force an agenda down our throats. It was silly and campy and a fun showcase of our love for musical theater and true crime. I'm going to walk, like walk that back and make sure I see that moment. That sounds so funny. It was so good. The finale number was a great moment to see the cast working together and the cohesion that they do have. They really are a really good group of uh, contestants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But once again, there is a bit of the choreo in the group moment. High School Musical failed. They're trying to get into their final formation, and the only Naomi doesn't quite hit her mark, which forces Lorelai to have to wait a beat, but then she is forced to move because Javon bumps her over so she can hit her mark And then you have poor dear Lorelai look like she fucked up because she is the one looking over at Yvonne and has nowhere to go because the tall dumb blonde is in her spot. Ouch. Very high school musical. Yeah. Blocking rehearsal. Literally like you can see that final shot that Naomi is just a couple feet away from where she's supposed to be to get that perfect V. She misses it and it fucked up the entire image. Um, but we will see instead of cutting right away we will see the cast like get up and clap or whatever I will give this performance as Lily does it uh, four dabs yeah oh my god (laughs) Um, are you a dabber no are you a flosser no 
now you don't take part in TikTok trends? Um, not the cringy dance ones. Oh, good. Thank God. Um, I really enjoy this musical. I thought it was very, very well done. Absolutely. Great performances, good music. Like it was, it was cute. Yeah. I I am a little shocked that we didn't get a fairy tale inspired one, but save it for like season three or four. Mm-hmm. Especially since we got two fairy tales on musicals this year alone. Yeah. Or like that might be like a drama acting challenge or like an improv. That's, like, that's fair. Though it would be really cool to see like a true crime fairy tale edition. Mm-hmm. Maybe or, I'll write that. Or like a re- reality show, like a sit down talk show with like all the fairy tale characters. But like, I'm here for it. Say, I'm here for it. All right. Category is glitter party. In honor of the runway, we will play glitter and be gay, or it won't go away. <laughs> Starting off with Lily Cocoon, Look by Lily, Hair by Cortez, Wigs by Jazz Cortez, Nails by Phoebe Ferguson. I think this was really cute, and she is a star, so wearing stars made sense. It's a very simple and sleek silhouette, but I wanted more drama. I feel like this was the after to a reveal. It needed more volume or length or something. Yeah. She's got lots of silver glitter, so she is shining in all the right ways. The makeup shapes... Um, they're her, but I don't know that she chose such a drastic pink for the contour and lips. I will say that the star helmet felt like it came straight out of a cutscene for Springtime for Hitler. Like, there's my producer's reference for my musical theater, theater girlies. Um, it was fine. It just felt incomplete for a runway. Yeah, I feel like it could have had more contrast. Like, big star, like the headpiece thing could have been like multiple sizes and layers to them yeah. on self. Absolutely. Like one the shoulder, one like sticking out at the hip or something like that. I'm here for that. I like that. Um, I'll give it a soft glitter and be gay. Yeah, soft glitter and be gay. Audience, 89% glitter and be gay, 11%. It won't go away. Nikita Vegas, no designers listed. It's a wild look here because it's got the elements of a fringe flapper fantasy, but the silhouette is too long for 20s and not revealing enough for 70s. I like the hair. It styled very well. But again, depending on where she wanted the reference to go, it should have followed suit. The hair was very modern drag. I'm not sure if they told them to do glitter or shiny because the silver fringe is not specifically glitter. It's safe at best. I like it. Would yeah. you wear it? Yeah. Um, just casually around the house. Yeah, absolutely. Doing dishes. Yeah. I'll I give mean, it. Glitter in the back of it, like I feel like the draped like moment, like kind of took away from the glitter in the. Outfit. I I yeah maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's harder to see on camera as opposed to in person. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a soft glitter and be gay. I'll give glitter and be gay. Audience, 56% glitter and be gay, 44%. It won't go away. Metamore Kid, look by Kalinka Lakashankau. This is high art. This is high drag. This is fashion. Metamore Kid is a transformative drag artist because she can give you a wild punk look or she can deliver this classic folly showgirl and still bring her aesthetic to the stage. Let's start with the headpiece. So many big birds had to die for this. 
She never would have made it through the doorway of the U.S. main stage with that. It is giant. I love the makeup because it is an ode to the paint of the day with that cunty eyebrow line. The robe is immaculate. It had all the right amount of volume to give her drama and shape, and the fur lined it well. This was spectacular, except the direct use of glitter. I guess it was in the gloves and the fabric. Mm -hmm. So I accidentally skipped a little too far. No. <laughs> and all of my comments from uh, the last one were specifically about this. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> We go. We'll move on from there. I messed up. <laughs> would you wear this one around the house? Yeah. That's you would right. actually wear this one out in the to the club, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Barbie says her musical performance made her very happy. She says she is blown away by all the feathers in her presentation and the teeny tiny bitch brow, which she adores. Constantino says he loves her in the musical, saying the huge mouth opening and closing. He wonders what else that mouth can do. He's a fan. Johnny uh -huh. says her outfit blew him away. He says that she understood how to combine glitter and glam in one outfit and still look amazing like a crowned chicken. And Diane says it was totally smooth and a top pro. There's your chicken comment. I will give this an absolute glitter and be gay. Yes. Audience 100% glitter and be gay. Tessa testicle. Look by Helen High Street. Wigs by, hair by wigs by Sire. Now, most of the time, I'm not a fan of the rhinestone cat suit, not because of the level of execution, but because it just lacks originality, as we've seen it before. I think Tessa going with the play on gender and masculinity was smart. The muscle shapes were a bit alarming. Maybe that's why just like non-defined twinks. I don't know. Whatever. I wish, though, that the look didn't have a Barbie crotch. Yeah. Obviously, the shade of the skin of the cat suit was slightly off and the hair was living in its own world and the shoes and earrings, again, living in their own fantasy. Um, the styling was just not good. I, yeah. I like this concept. Yeah. I feel like it, there's something missing to it. Like, I, yeah. What, what is missing? Like bring a prop, bring like prop dumbbells or like something. I'm here for that. That works. Johnny says that she is a stage hog, a limelight hog, and she lives it. He thinks her hair action uh, broke a light bulb. Barbie says the performance was great, saying of the three girls with small roles, she made the most of it. Constantino says he would have liked more stage presence in terms of the musical. He felt that he she was in a lip sync for her life mode and less in show mode. He will then read her for her shoes, the shoes. He then asks her what she was thinking with the earrings, and she says she wants to be a star, so she's wearing stars. And Constantino says there she's already a star. She doesn't need stars to shine. He tells her she has fire in her, just let it out. And Diane says that she loves her, but she wasn't feeling it. I will give it the softest, right on the line, glitter and be gay. I'll do a soft glitter and be gay. Audience, 63% glitter and be gay, 37%, it won't go away. Yvonne Nightstand, look by Yvonne. From the House of Baked Potato Couture, it's Yvonne Nightstand. Jiggly Caliente, found dead. Okay, overall, it's well-styled look. Does it match the exact criteria of the challenge? Who's to say at this point? Uh, she's got glitter um, bags. She's got glitter sunnies, so there's that. I love the hair. I love the makeup. The jumpsuit is sexy. Again, editing is key. Losing the foil was the right move. Yeah. Why does she have it? I don't know. It's like 
it's so distracting and it's not glitter it's shiny right that's why i wonder like if their prompt was actually like shiny as opposed to glitter i don't know sometimes drag race likes to be mean like that yeah a lot of them like combined those two as the concept right diane says the baked potato situation she's totally edible she says she likes the thing underneath which yvonne will take off and diane says now we're talking constantinos will ask her to explain glitter party she says you glitter and i'll bring the party he says if you look around everyone has glitter on them to which yvonne says she's glitzy head to toe and says she'll give him her glasses and maybe he'll see he's not buying it but that was a great way to insult the guest judge very flirty and a great line because her glasses are glittered literally literally Barbie says she loved her musical and somehow it was Candy Crush cosplay. I think that must be a German drag queen. Because I couldn't find it because it wasn't like. Yeah, there was nothing Candy Crush about right. it. Like the game, but I guess yeah. that must be a reference. She says all three of them pick small rows, which means no big risk, but it's no big task either. She says it's more difficult to see nuances, which make you stand out. Still, though, she was great. I'll give this look a soft glitter and be game. Uh, yeah soft soft glitter audience 85% glitter and be gay 15% it won't go away Lorelai Rivers look by Lorelai hair by wig bakery jewels by Remo and Aura I love the campy nature of this look this was not what anyone else would do for the category which I think was smart obviously we have seen a construction worker look in the past but I think Lorelai gave us her own twist on it Love the choker as a measuring tape. The overalls are stoned for filth. I know it's nitpicking, but the flat white wife beater should have been elevated. And for those playing along at home, the helmet was in fact made of hair. Oh. Yeah, those are hair piece. It's so fun. Yeah, damn. Now I'm looking and like zooming in. It's good. What did you think of the look? It's not exciting oh my god you're the hater yeah i'm not loving it would you wear this if you um had to do a village people um Halloween oh, costume yeah. for that for sure but <laughs> on the main stage i just feel like there was better yeah I, again i think there was one element missing and i think maybe the wife beater was the thing that pulled it backwards mm-hmm I'll give it a glitter and be gay. I don't. It won't, <gasps> it won't go away for you? All right. Well, the audience disagrees with you wholeheartedly. 84% glitter and be gay. 16% it won't go away. Victoria Shakespeare's look by Atelier Marcel Marsola. Hair by Wachlet Wigs. I'm going to point out what annoyed me the most and then go into the positive. The fucking wig line was awful. But we will learn that the helmet she was holding was supposed to go on, and that likely would have made the wig line not look so bad. It was very sexy and colorful. Is she wearing an elevated two-piece again? Absolutely. Will she get red next week if she does it again? Highly likely. The proportions around the shoulder and the neck really close her off, so I don't know if I would have like gone so drastic around the neck with the embellishments. But I do like it. Maybe it's because I do like the color. Yeah, it's really pretty. Like, really, like detailed yeah for like a two-piece thing but um yeah i didn't know what was going on with the crown headpiece it was it, like i even when she was holding it and then she said it was supposed to go on her head it's like how where mm -hmm. 
you could have even like held it there if it wasn't like right. something and just I like... feel like she left something at home and that's why she didn't put it on. Mm-hmm. Diane will say that bitch stole my hair. She says her Sandman was just weird. Constantinus will ask, what is with the uterus in her hand? I was like, really? Who is this man? He's crazy. She says it's a headpiece, but she wanted to show her Diane hair, so she left it out. She says it was a sick bag for her. Johnny says she's like a little glitter ball, which is getting bigger and bigger. He says she is a star on stage. He says her scene in the Rusical was just awesome at, and he didn't recognize her first. Barbie says she gave one of the most badass drag race lip syncs. She was hoping she would bring the fire and courage to the next challenge and the will to fight, and she did. I will give this look a glitter and be gay. Yeah, glitter and be gay. Audience, 85% glitter and be gay, 15% it won't go away. Kelly Hilton, no design is listed. This is classic drag. The hair is volume. The dress is sparkle. I'm going to see this queen at the club, and I know she will give me a good night out. What Kelly did so wrong and ruined the entire look was the gloves. I don't know what the fuck she was thinking, but you cannot wear a nude glove that bunches the way it did. In a do-over, get the nude illusion gloves with the stones, but in this instance, ditch the gloves and you have the winner of the challenge. I didn't get super upset about the gloves. I this look. I love the dress so much. It is so fun. I feel like there was something like about like the volume of the gloves that like brought her out more. I think maybe it's the color. I think because it was almost like a nude that it, it just felt off. So may- maybe if it was like the color of that blue in the dress, then maybe I wouldn't have been so upset. Or like white with crystals or Exactly. Like- if it's a fucking glitter category, give the sparkle. Mm-hmm. I get that. Constantino says she's a superstar and will ask for her autograph. Johnny says what she does is the light comes on and bam, she's there. Barbie will say her lip sync was on point, unlike some of the others. She says she didn't just pick a two-part role, meaning more work than others. She also filled them both with life. She says she reacted and interacted, calling her a pro and a star. And Barbie, that's what we call acting. And Diane says the dress is okay. Not good, not bad, it's okay. But says she is more than okay. She's more. She wants to do more next time. Glitter and be gay. Absolutely. I love this. I love Kelly. I would I would absolutely go to her shows. Let's go. Let's field trip. Let's go. Uh, audience, 78% glitter and be gay. 22% it won't go away. I want to take a second to talk about Diane for a second. So her comment. Do you think the German speakers of this cast are like, you're really bad at German. Stop talking. She feels she like repeats the same words in her comments. Yeah. I feel like that's but that could also just be like it's like Randy Jackson, American Idol. Like, <laughs> that's fair. So it was okay. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Constantinos was auditioning to take her spot for next season. Mm-hmm. I could see that man on this panel. Mm-hmm. Pandora Knox. Look by Epicator, Max Muchaska, Debo, and her mom. Hat by Dungeon Candy, Nails by Nelegation. Um, the doors Victoria Scone opened on Drag Race. This was a moment and it was fantastic. It is Drag King realness as Pandora has entered the chat as Disco Ball Daddy. The chaps, the jacket, the hat, brilliantly crafted. They are 
all upcycled. The makeup was on point. Very much gave me that sculpted Land Insider mug. The chiseled abs. I can only dream of having those one day. This was a showstopper. Oh, yeah. So much love for, like, Drag King community and everything. And someone that's brave enough to embody that on the Drag Race franchise. It was so well done because it wasn't like that. Sometimes you see Drag Kings go for a more dark approach. Uh, This was just so fucking homosexually flaming. Oh, yeah. Kind of made me want to wear a disco ball uh, for a look one day, but I don't know. I already already, uh, did my silver jacket moment. I don't know if I can reuse that again. Yeah, maybe. This was a glitter and be gay. This was so good. Oh, yeah. Audience, 100% glitter and be gay. And finally, the only Naomi. No designers listed. Poor girl really tried to show her best in this show, but I guess she didn't have a sugar daddy in time to buy her winning wardrobe. This was a walk around look at best, like not even good enough for a meet and greet. It's mediocre. And I personally do not like the styling when it came to the makeup and the hair. Yeah, I didn't get the hair. Not crazy about the dress itself. It's so basic. Yeah. It's like what you see at pieces on a Monday night. (laughs) Yes, I shaded Drag Wars once again. It's my favorite gimmick. Johnny says that he thought her performance was a little granny. He says that the other girls simply stole the show and were clearly better. Constantino says that he lost her. He says she came out, she was there and present, and then not anymore and never again. He says he likes her look, but he's already seen it and tells her to come up with more. Barbie says she had the best makeup and particularly loves the green glitter on her eyes, which you can only see when she closes her lids. Um, Diane says she thinks there's so much in this, but she's not giving it her all. She says she gives a little. She says maybe she's a bit of a snob. Kelly says she is, and then Naomi wants to look it up in a dictionary because I guess the word snob doesn't translate in German. Oh. Does it? I don't know, because she didn't. I don't think she understood what the word snob meant. Strange. Yeah. Um, I hated this. It won't go away. Yeah. It won't. Audience 61% glitter began. 39% it won't go away. Barbie calls up Lily, Nikita, Lorelai, Pandora as safe, leaving Naomi, Kelly, Metamore, Kid, Tessa, Yvonne, and Victoria as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I don't know. I mean... I feel like most of the people in the safe could have also been in the top. And there was a little bit of interchangeable there. Yeah, I think the big one was Victoria and I think they put her in the top simply for plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The safe questionable. I feel like it was two thirds top one third bottom. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that goes to show you just how good this musical was is aside from the trio, everyone else gave a top performance. Yeah. Some better than others, but it was good. We head back to the workroom where the safe girls will talk about being safe and Lorelai will take a swig of drag delusion saying that she thought she and Pandora would be at the top. But Lily says that their looks slayed, but enough to be on the top. And that's all we're going to get because the tops and bottoms are back. Victoria will turn this into an acting challenge and lament that she's tired of being in the bottom. Not being a bottom because I bet that tiny little ass is good at bottoming. But she's replaying her bottom fantasy until it wears off. Mm-hmm. Listen, 
if I'm in the bottom and this bitch walks in being like, oh my God, I'm in the bottom, knowing she's in the top, I would be so furious at her. Can't stand that. It's not funny. No. Yvonne says that she was elected to be a baked potato as they hated her outfit. She is surprised at how brutal the judges actually are. And here we get a confessional of her with that red nose I was alluding to earlier. Um, I like Yvonne. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She knows that her look wasn't the most expensive look on the runway, but she stands by it 100% and thinks she's great. And I like that confidence. We're getting a lot of her as a narrator this season. Mm-hmm. Do you think she has end game potential? Yeah. I feel like she's top five or six. Yeah. Somewhere around there. She's consistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She will tell the room that they liked her performance, but Tessa was the best of the three in the trio. So Tessa will be asked if she's in the top, but she says, no, there are three bottoms and it is, the, in fact, the trio. So once again, do not pick the trio. Yvonne says it's hardcore being in the bottom, but it makes sense. They were on stage a lot and more chances screw up. But I think that's actually the opposite. They didn't shine with the time they were given. Do you think in their roles, if they were a little more present, they could have had a safe spot instead of bottom? I feel like Victoria, no, sorry. Um, I feel like Tessa and Yvonne could have. I don't feel like Amy really had that jump out at you potential. Yeah. She didn't know how to be in the ensemble. Yeah. Because let's let's be real. Like I, I go to Broadway shows sometimes and sometimes I'll watch the certain ensemble members because they just do stand out because they're good at being in the background. Yeah. I feel like the only way for a trio to escape the bottom would be if they're like a powerhouse trio at like on the level of like what is it a funny thing happened on the way to the forum is that the yeah. one the trio yeah okay. like you need like one of those steal the show moment like the three of us want this specifically and i don't know what that trio would be i agree i i hear that well naomi says that it hurts that they told her lack of stage presence was there and they lost her she'll admit that she got the worst critiques and this will cause Nikita to kick the poor puppy while she's down, saying she chose to play a model again. Was that the right thing to do? Well, Naomi says if she survives, no risk, no fun. And Yvonne won't wear foil again. So Nikita, let's talk about Nikita a little bit. She didn't really have that much to do in this episode, um, but she is definitely one who likes to stir the pot. Oh, yeah. I feel like she stirs the pot because she knows that when it comes to airtime, she's not going to get it any other way. I feel like she's good at bringing out like things from people like she, yeah she knows how to do reality tv yeah also i don't know if you noticed but the floor of the workroom was filled with glitter and confetti where did it come from which homosexual exploded all of them <laughs> like it was weird like yellow so i feel bad for the production team who has to go clean that up because it's never going to clean. go Lorelai will say to Yvonne that she knows from the challenge, baked potato or not, she has great taste. And then they will kiss. Is there, is, is there a love triangle? Because like episode one, we saw um, Yvonne and Naomi kiss. Now mm-hmm. we're getting Lorelai and Yvonne. I feel like in Germany, they're very open. They love the, the, 
open relationships are probably a thing there. Um, or are they just very kissy, touchy, feely, and and kissing fellow drag queens is a thing? I guess so. That could be it. I mean, listen, she's gonna lose one of her girls, so might as well have the side piece ready to go. There you go. It's time to go, but Tessa does not want to get up. Meanwhile, Naomi is ready to leave her soul on the stage. She has so much to show. She says, be it blue knees, be it destroying her body or outfit. She has to say she can't go home. What does blue knees mean? Um, I mean, getting bruises from jumping around, I guess. I, I think that's probably what it is. Maybe it was a little bit lost in translation. I was like, is it blue knees like blue balls? I don't know. I feel like the part of her choreography built into the lip sync. Yeah. She probably has some bruises. Yeah. All right. It's decision time. Barbie says it was the most difficult decision so far. Three weeks in, but sure, girl. Barbie has decided that the winner of the week is Metamore Kid. She wins a cash tip of a thousand euros. Victoria, Kelly, and Yvonne are safe, leaving Tessa and Naomi as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah. I will say, like, for me, Tessa, Yvonne could have been swapped around, especially hearing the critique about Tessa being the best of the three. I was like, how is she the one in the bottom, though? So maybe it was the look, but then I'm like, but they read Yvonne for her look. Yeah. It could be for storyline that they want Yvonne to go a little further. Maybe, yeah. Or they wanted Naomi to go home, so they said she's better at the dancing thing, so you go do take her out. The song is Bonnie Tyler's version of Holding Out for a Hero, which will mark the second time this track has been used in 2023. The other time was the Adam Lambert cover of Holding Out for a Hero um, on Down Under 3. These queens really do know how to perform. Tessa is a fighter and a true lip sync assassin. She destroyed Naomi, who actually did incredibly well yeah back and forth the whole time one production note we need to minimize the confessionals because the song barely kicked off and we already had one like second in from naomi oh i was pissed about that like the first lyrics the first lyrics were blocked out it was so strange do you i understand from a reality television perspective why it's there do you think it's because we go to drag shows and we don't have that like television interruption that for us as viewers we just hate it so much i guess so yeah but i just i just feel like let them say what they need to say beforehand don't interrupt the song and then like sometimes we'll we'll have like the interjections from other contestants being like oh she's not doing anything out there what is she doing she's giving it i don't need those either let me watch and make my own decision yeah. The wig reveal for Naomi, I thought was a great move because it did let her um, let loose. Uh, hashtag Lucy LaDuca. Tessa wearing the look actually made sense for the song. Yeah. And how she played off of that, too. She sure did. Now, I don't know if Naomi needed to take her blue dress off, but in the spirit of the song, I think that was something a lot of queens don't know how to do is Naomi, like, use the energy to pull it off as some queens just take it off like they're doing at night. So there was that. Mm-hmm. But when Tessa uses Naomi's dress to wipe her ass, that was very funny. So good. Use the prop. 
Naomi will almost take a tumble at the back of the stage. And the fact that Naomi was the shorter of the two was wild to me because I thought Naomi was like a billion feet tall. Yeah. I don't know how Tessa was taller than her, but Mm -hmm. we will get into the bridge of the song, that big, like the fire in my blood, and we have our moment. Naomi does a full stage slide, and Tessa, she will jump from there and right off the stage. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know, watch watch Drag Race Season 2, they have already defied the rule as we've had two queens and one lip sync go off the stage. But Tessa will break the curse of the stage jump as she will not be eliminated like Honey Davenport or Electra Fence. Mm-hmm. I still do not have confirmation that you're not allowed to do the, um, that will get you eliminated because I did ask Electra at DragCon and she's like, I can't answer that. So I think it's part of the rules. You're not allowed to jump on the stage, but who knows? You're not allowed to jump off? Nope. Yikes. Because again, two of the queens who got eliminated did that. Because um, I'm still bitter that Honey Davenport was eliminated over Raja O'Hara, but that's a whole different conversation. Imagine the universe we would live in if Raja O'Hara went home during that six-person lip sync. Oh, God. She wouldn't have a crown right now, and I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. I don't like her. Ouch. Listen, it wasn't the cleanest lip sync. It was a bit messy, but the fight was there and both these queens wanted to be there so badly and that was exciting to watch. One more time, sorry. No, the, the, they wanted to be there. They fought to keep their place in this competition. Absolutely. Tessa stays, Naomi is eliminated. Do you agree? Ish, yes. Oh, interesting. So you would have saved Naomi? I mean, not based on the week, but I feel like she crushed it in performing. I think that's what happened. I think Naomi did so poorly that she needed to do 10 times better in the performance, in the mm-hmm. lip sync, but she just wasn't there. So that, like, by default, Tessa won. Yeah, I get that. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the only Naomi's legacy? Model. Model. Yeah, she she's very tall, very pretty. Um, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Typecast uh, herself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Who won the week? Who had the best episode? I really, really loved Kelly. I agree. She really was the star of this episode between the backstory, her performance. Um, she was really, really strong. I'm excited to see more from her. Well, we will next week as it is the reading challenge as well as a commercial challenge. Who do you think will do well? Um, I feel like Lele will probably do really well with commercial like mm-hmm. act and not like musical theater stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Metamore Kid could be really funny in the reading challenge. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, We got a little glimpse of Victoria, obviously, doing Britney Spears. I think Fontana is going to scream and kill her. Um, I just can't believe the two Brazilians on European franchises are both Britney impersonators. Yeah. Crazy. 
after three episodes, the winner of the season is Pandora. All right, I'm going the other other way. Vienna in the house. I'm going Metamorkin. Mm-hmm. But I I do think it's one of the two of them. They're both very very strong drag artists. Oh yeah, just all around and like consistently doing really good work. Yeah, I I'm a big fan. I really like this franchise. I don't know if people are watching it or not. Um, but I'm telling everyone it's it. This is a must 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 watch. Oh yeah, I'm like recruiting people over Snapchat to it. I'm like, I love that. As I rewatched the episode today, I was like, this is one of the best musicals. It was so good. All right, where can we find you on social media? Venmo, any projects you want to plug? Um, so S Gilligan twenty three. Um, not too much going on right now. I'm just uh dog sitting for the week. Well, fine. That's that's a hard job, isn't it? Oh, it's just the worst. Agonizing. No, I love him. He's the sweetest. Well, I know you will be back because we got more franchises before this year is out. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me.